This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with muck delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great, because the only thing I care about more than football is spicy pepperoni pizza for kickoff. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. Now that's a spicy offer. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at nine ninety nine each month, starting three months from initial enrollment. See Uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. Good evening, day, whatever it feels like, 2005, and he's not been evicted yet. Who's going to go first? Brendan Rodgers or Liz Truss? And I tell you what, with Brentford looking to tie Thomas Frank down to yet a lot, well, another long contract, well, who's going to be left? This is the question, Top. Act now, or there'll be nobody left. And maybe we just will be left with Liz Truss. It's time! Strap yourself in. Because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favourite podcasts.
Leicester Till I Die TV. Your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. And now, here's your host. Right, Chris. All right. So, good evening from me and the mini-me there. What is the difference between Brendan Rodgers and Liz Truss? Well, I'll tell you what. She's not scared to sack him a team member or two, is she? Um, what's the similarities? They both blame everybody but themselves. Um, it is the preview for Leeds. We've got various games now, obviously, coming up to the World Cup. They're all being shoved in together. We've got two, two um, games this week. We've got Leeds on the Thursday, 8.15. That's on Amazon. And we have got, not on TV, but on Sunday, Wolves away. Six points is, well, six points from both games if we could, but we can't. But it's got to be a minimum of six points, isn't it, really? Leicester fan is in. Ho, ho, ho. How the devil are you, sir? Welcome along. Um, Evening, Chris. Big rumours that Poch is going to Villa. Like I say, I am afraid that if Top sits there with his finger up his arse much longer and then makes the decision, there'll be nobody left for us to go for. Yuri, the goat, Tielemans is in. Hey, Chris. <laughs> Brendan Rodgers is a naughty bugger. Well, somebody's buggering him and keep getting in the team, won't they? Um, this trust versus Rodgers should be the next debate. I don't, <laughs> I don't know who I actually despise more at the moment. Um I'd probably say give the job to Liz Trush. She can't do any worse, can she? So let's have a very quick look. He had his, um, well, I would say press conference. He had his weekly sit-down glass of water and, and, and two-minute chat with the press. Uh, Johnny Johnny Evans won't make the game. Um, so I guess that's a Marty back in again. Um, Madison, he's not obviously, he is banned. Um and you know, I'm trying to work out whether he is very, very stupid or very, very clever, James Madison. Because one of those two, with, with that challenge he made, one of two things was going to happen. He was going to get the penalty, we'd get three points, and wait, he's back again, Madison. Or what happened, which of course was he was booked for diving. That booking meant he misses the next game. Is it better that he misses a game against Leeds United, and this is no disrespect to Leeds at all, but is it better that he misses that game than possibly Man City or anybody else further coming up? Conspiracy theorist, me. Conspiracy theory. Matt's in. Good evening, Matt. How the devil are you? Not even lying. Liz Cruz could do a better job than Brendan Rogers. I'll tell you what, she'd, <laughs> she'd be able to U-turn on the pitch, wouldn't she? Um, <laughs> stupid. I mean, who asks these questions? Do the results affect the players, he was asked. Um, well, yeah, I'm not even going to answer that one. And the pressure, top. Now, this is what he said about top. I don't tend to see him much after games. We all have the same aim, which is to get the team climbing up the table. Is Top avoiding Brendan? Has Top expressed any doubts? He was asked. No. I mean, I just, I just give up. I just give up with Brendan. Uh, 
Jamie Vardy, he's won more than you, but he hasn't scored a goal this season yet. Does that make him any worse than Danny Ward? Oh, I mentioned the I mentioned the DW again. Whoa. Uh, okay, look, let's have a look at some facts and figures. We've got a guest coming in from Leeds United, Carl. Well, not from Leeds United, but Leeds United fan Carl. You may remember him from quizzes earlier in the season. And uh, of course, the wise old Al Craig will be joining us as well. So let us let us get ready to rumble. And let's bring the stats up. Here we go. This, I'm not going to lie, is still scaring me. Derby County finished the season on 11 points. Now, the goals doesn't matter. I don't, I'm not bothered about the goals. I think we should do the goals easily. Uh, we, points. It's also Forest. We're both on five. Where can you see the next seven points coming from under Rogers? You know, Brendan, you've already got us the new record of the worst ever start by any Premier League team in the 30 years it's been running. Is this another record you're going for? Going into the game. Well, Leeds, Leeds made a good, decent start, to be honest with you. I had them as... Uh, my team to finish 20th. But made in fairness to them, they made a decent start. Uh, but it's all gone off, wheels off wagons, etc. That said, <laughs> we've never had any wheels on our wagon. Um, our last five, we got the draw with Palace. We lost to Bournemouth. I mean, that is embarrassing. We beat Nottingham Forest. And in fairness, how bad must they be? Um, of course, we lost to Spurs, kind of given that one. But we lost to Brighton. And it's not the fact that we lost to Brighton, because Brighton have had a good start, but it's how we lost. It was how we lost, and that's what I always say. Um, uh, uh, Brendan has come into the chat. Good evening, Brendan. How are you? Uh, <laughs> biggest fraud out there. I'm very wor worried LCFC could actually go down. Like, no life. Brendan doesn't improve. We have a chance of going down. We certainly do. These were the five. He should have been gone for these five games. He should have been gone. Uh, top or Brendan, who's better? Top, top, it's got to be top, but he needs to start making decisions. You know, he, he's he's giving him time. And please, if you're not subscribed to The Athletic, do it now. You get six months at a pound. And I think it's seven ninety nine. But just to read Rob Tanner. He is the best at writing on Leicester City. And he's got two, two, two articles out now at The Athletic. Um, one of them, uh, Leicester are a club in limbo and pressure is going growing on Coon Top to act. And, and a lovely piece then about Valt Vase as well. Um, so do, 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 please do check that out. But yeah... <sighs> It, it, it should be a bit cooler at 8.15 on Thursday. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what? We should just start a book. We should start a book. Everybody, I tell you what, everybody on Twitter, send me a message with the best the best Brendan excuse you've heard, and I'm going to put a collection together. But I haven't got time to research it myself, so please send me those, and I'll, I'll put something together. Uh, Leeds, last five, they lost to Arsenal. But my God, did they put a fight up. If that Leeds turn up today uh, on Thursday to play us, we could be in trouble. Um, Crystal Palace, they lost to. Uh, Aston Villa, they, um, they, they drew. 
Uh, a pretty boring game, apparently. Uh, they lost to Brentford and they drew 1-1 with Everton. Uh, talking to Villa, apparently Poch is going to Villa. Would he see Villa as a better project than uh, than Leicester? I think you've got to look at it. And go, he'd look at Rochdale and think they're a better prospect than Leicester at the moment. Um, Kieran's in. Good evening, sir. How the devil? Uh, best Brendan excuse ever is the heat. It's up there. It's up there. I've got a little book uh, back down there. You know, just after we won the Premier League, all the books came out and I got sent loads to sort of review on the website. Well, one of those is The Sayings of Claudio. I think we should definitely need a book coming out, The Excuses of Brendan. Um Anyway, this is this is our season so far in um, matches uh, and goals. Uh, it's all pretty much self-explanatory there. That's 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 the Leicester side looking pretty shite. Um, one win. How bad is that? How bad is that? Um, and here we go. Um, this is now. Th I find this very interesting because. I can get this information, as you can see, off the interweb. And I say this every week. And I can see how shit Leicester City are at conceding goals after 60 minutes and only getting a few, scoring a few goals after 60 minutes. My question to you is, and there's a prize, there's a prize for the first person to answer this in, in, in the comments. When does Brendan like to make his substitutions? Now, I'll give you a few minutes to think about that, but just look at that. After 60 minutes there, we concede more goals than the rest of the game put together. Thankfully, for once, so do Leeds. But as you can see, Leeds also have a bit of scoring uh, quite a bit afterwards. Um, the answer, of course, nobody's answered it yet, but the answer, of course, is Brendan makes substitutions around the 60th minute. And the prize there would, was going to be a meal for two with Brendan, but you know, no, nobody's won it. Nobody's won it. What a shame. <laughs> you, you look at that and you've got to say, yep, yeah, 60 minutes, Brendan makes his uh, substitutions, Leicester collapse. And we let in goals, for, as I say, thankfully, Leeds are the first team I've come across this season where probably is bad. Yeah, probably as bad as us for conceding goals, but the difference is they do score them as well. Um, Carl is in. Uh, our Leeds fans will be bringing him in in a second. Uh, as, as always, obviously, with Leeds, we do wait until sort of, you know, the 89th minute and then we'll bring him in at the end because he just like doing things right at the end. <laughs> He's going to kill me. Uh, <laughs> Alex says, uh, mainly Samari face Soyun Chupiera in. I'm not sure how many of those are fit, to be honest with you. Um, uh, yeah, he did. I, I, I've always rated Mendy. Um, Terry, my brother Aguna, told me in his opinion their match against Leeds was the nearest they came to losing this season. I know Leeds was so unlucky, Bamford was doubly unlucky. If that Leeds turn up on Thursday, I am going to be hiding behind the settee. Well, from about the 88th minute onwards, anyway. Um, <laughs> let's compare. Let's compare the stats there. As you can see, um, not that they mean an awful lot, but ball possession, pretty much the same. We've certainly had sort of, you know, a couple of hundred more attacks than they have. Uh, offsides are there or thereabouts. Shots on target, 
again, not a lot of different shots off target. With we're both as bad as each other. If you want to get yourself a free ball, make sure your tickets behind one of the goals. Looking at that, and corners pretty much the same. But the average player ratings look at that: six point seven for us, six point seven three for Leeds. So again, that's going to be uh, uh, quite tight. Um, and this, well. It made good reading at the start for Leeds, because like I say, Leeds seemed to have a really good start, despite me predicting where I did predict them, which I'm not going to repeat now that Cole's in, but I didn't predict them to be very high. Uh, and they started off very well, and they've, yeah, the, the wheels have come off the wagon. But then again, like I said, at least they had wheels on the wagon at some point this season. Ours are still in quick fit, waiting to have air pumped into them. Five points, there we are, bottom of the league, four points away from safety, so it's We've got to win two games now to get out of this. Uh, we've got Leeds, we've got Wolves, and then we've got a little matter of Manchester City. No, yeah, be easy, that one. <laughs> For Haaland. Um, so, yeah, that that's scary. And that's the scary fact is that, you know, that, that gap is just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger if we're not careful. So, you know, draws aren't good enough. Um, yeah, we've got a point against Palace, but we needed three because we're only drawing. That ain't going to close that gap, guys. Uh, this is the head-to-head. We've played each other 20 times, nine wins each, uh, two draws. Yeah, put a bit of paper between us, can't you? But we have won six at home, and Leeds have only won four away. Now, there is a saying, hashtag clutching at straws, and I think that's what I am doing there, if I'm honest with you. And then last season, ah, well... We got we got four points, so it wasn't too bad, but this is a different Leeds this season. But, of course, we beat them 1-0 at the end of the season, but we drew 1-1 with them back in the November. Uh, Andrew says, unfortunately, we don't have settees to hide behind in the ground. <laughs> no. <laughs> Come to my house. Come to my house, mate. I've got, I've got a couple of seats behind the settee. It's a three-seater. I can fit another couple behind there. Uh, the boys in blue for you. Good evening, sir. Leicester City are bad. My sister is a Liverpool fan and said the problem is Brendan was like that for us. He's shite, came out quick and getting to get a manager. So what they're saying, first couple of seasons is okay. We had it with Ranieri. They always said with Ranieri, one good season and then that's him blown. Uh, and he he, ho ho, we play better at home than away. Um I don't think we play well anywhere, do we? Um, but uh, we'll see. Look, it's Leeds. I am sure Leeds United are looking at this and thinking this is a game that they can get. If they're not, there's something wrong. They should look at this and go, yeah, look at Leicester. We're going to get three points. And no disrespect to Leeds, this is one of the games in this run that we've got to be looking at and thinking we could get three points from this, which probably means it's going to be the most boring nil-nil draw ever. But let's bring the Leeds fan in, Carl, and say, good evening, sir. How the devil are you? I'm good, thank you, especially that comment you made earlier. Oh, actually, it was interesting, but I'll let you off with that one anyway. <laughs> was, that, was that the 90th minute? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, I know. Don't you not have to tell me twice. It's interesting that last result we played against you, that was Jesse Mark's first, first game mm. by region manager. And we played a little bit better than we did before, even though we, we had a couple of chances, but you lot did win in the end, and we saw Jesse Marks, you know, hugging, you know, getting, getting his players in the team. Oh, and that's what he's been doing from 
since they, since then, you know, to believe in themselves. So last season, it was about keeping you up, wasn't it? Which yeah, obviously, yeah. In, in the end, or by the skin of your teeth, you did. Um, and of course, you took those tactics into the quiz, of course, that we did. Um, but, as I uh, usually do, as I usually do, yeah. Yeah, so just thought I'd mention that. Just thought I'd mention that. Look, Carl, thanks for coming on. Uh, big Leeds fan. Your dad was a big Leeds fan, or is a big Leeds fan. But where can people find you? Yeah, you guys can actually find me a person at CarlLevy92 on Twitter. And also, you can find uh, the channel on the, the, the Total Leaving Hall Football Podcast at the LH Football Pod on, new, on Twitter. And also, you can find us on Facebook and YouTube on our channel as well, too. And also, if you're looking listen on the go on podcasts, you can find us by Apple, Google, Spotify, and other streaming services. Brilliant. And the link to the website is in the description below on YouTube. So um, if you miss it there, get to there. The one random person. Uh, yeah, we're going to come up to score predictions towards the end. Um, we, we always do that towards the end. We uh, don't we don't forget that. Um, yeah, I mean, Jesse March, I mean, you took some stick when you appointed him, the old Ted Lasso jokes and links. And I hadn't, I'd only just finished watching that to be honest, when it when it happened. I was a latecomer to it. Um, <laughs> but he's, he started this season off well, didn't he? Yeah, he started the season very well. The unexpected win against Wolves, actually, which we thought we were, it was going to be a difficult game. And then... The game against Chelsea was vital to get that that 3-0 win that we pressed Chelsea. And that was probably one of the few nails in the coffin for Thomas Tuchel's last few weeks as Chelsea manager to complete there. And then since then, it's been drawing at Southampton after a two-goal lead. Then we lost to Brighton. And then actually, we drawn against Everton, Aston Villa, which they were two winnable games to quite honestly. And then, and then somehow... We just lost. We just lost away a little bit, you know. So the yeah. Arsenal game, we were very close. We should have got a draw at the end because it was a good game. But no, we have been struggling a little bit at the moment, you know, last few games, you know. So, so we are a bit out of form at the moment. But at least compared to last season, we got I think about three, four points more ahead than we were last season when we first started. So yeah. it's yeah. it's okay. There's a lot more to improve, you know. It's not, but like I said. The fans are still behind him, regardless. And another thing he just needs to do is to improve himself better game by game with game management to make sure we get the right players on. And I think even the pass loss, Crystal Pass loss in the second yeah. half just just sucked us completely. Well, let, let's bring in uh, our other guest. And, and please, everybody, I want you to be gentle with this guy. Not not because he's old and he, you know you should be gentle with older people, but he does. Actually, go down to the water to the war because my god, Freud didn't slip down to the king power and has to watch this live for every home game. And he still manages to smile. Craig, good evening, sir. Good evening. How are you both doing, guys? Very well, I'm thank well. you. I am well. Um, just talking then to Carl, uh, about Leeds, and we've just mm -hmm. gone through obviously all the stats and figures. Uh, they had a good start, I was saying before, but um. They've kind of fallen away these last few games. I think it's interesting watching Leeds from a distance because it seems like say that's in... the best way to watch them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you're you're in every game, you know. You know, it's not like you're being outplayed or outfought or outbattled or anything. You're in every game. You're giving everyone a game. You're just not getting the results. I, I mean, to a certain extent, like us, you know, we've had games where we've 
dominated, uh, dominated possession, had more goal attempts or whatever, but we're not getting the results either. But um, yeah, it's a strange one, Leeds. I must admit, I, I do like your manager. I he he was up against it, wasn't he? Following Bielsa, I think anybody who followed Bielsa was in for a tough time, yeah. and then it took a little bit of time. But what I like about him, he's got he's got a bit of passion about him. You know, he's he kicks every ball, heads every ball, doesn't he? And um, he, he pushes it a bit far sometimes. But I, I quite like what I've seen of him so far. I don't know how Leeds fans are taking to him. I I would agree hundred percent the same. I think look, we love Bielsa. Bielsa is going to be is going to be a legacy to the club every time someone will come in. And everyone, but we all knew when when guys he was going to when he was going to leave, we all knew that. It's gonna be big. Someone's gonna. It's gonna big shoes to fill, especially what he's done at the club for four years. You know, mm-hmm. so if you think of like Don Revy, what he did, he's. I think Bales is on top of that up there of what he's done. His manager at Leeds. I think Mars coming in was a bit of a tough one. Everyone joking about the Ted Lasso stuff, which which we which I need to watch a show as well too. And, <laughs> and I do. Do. Yeah, do. <laughs> I know. So you know, but no, we took everyone's taking it quite well. I think that game against Chelsea. Was that was the most part for in his career actually uh, his other career at Leeds to get that result because I think everyone was questioned where were the real Leeds was going to come mm-hmm. because after the end of the last season we had to play not the best football but we had to find a way to stay up and that was a critical point he's finding ways to do that and I think started well decently and I think those last couple of games have just been tough for him especially mm-hmm. with his game management because we know Bamford's coming back from his injury I know he's still rusty at the moment you know. Especially with how he, 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 he missed his penalty. So, in a way, he's still rusted at the moment. So, we're trying to get him back to full fitness properly. But at the moment, I, I think overall, we, we, it's been okay. We're happy with him at the moment. Um, but like I said, there's, there'll be a few minority Leeds fights who will be questioning. Now well, again, oh, yeah, there always will be. And I've got to ask you about that Arsenal game. I mean, I literally was keeping an eye on it. I think I was doing the show at the time, but I was like, you know, are they going to re-cry? Oh, they, they, they've had a goal disallowed. Oh, they missed a penalty. And it was like, I thought you were going to get the points there. So did I. So did I as well. It was, and I was speaking to Luca the day before, actually, the game, and I said, we'll be, we'll be at the game. When we come against big teams, we'll be on the game, especially at home. And I think Arsenal fans were very concerned about it. And I was like, why are you concerned against us? But they were concerned, you know, because these were... In the first fight, 10, 15 minutes, they were playing quite well. And I think that's what we needed to see, you know. And I think we did well to to Arsenal to Saka score the goal before half time. And I think we still gave it a go. And I think, you know, with the Pelton with Bamford, I think Bamford was too greedy of to hand it holding the ball. I think the penalty taker would have been either I think it would have been Rodrigo or Sinkuesa, one of them taking the penalty, but unfortunately he took it. And he missed it, so you know he, he put his hand up, and he said he's fault fault for that. But in the end, I think that controversial VAR decision at the end of the game was it was very like mm, right, okay, you know he giving a yellow cat. But I know in a way people saying, oh, Bamford the one who took him down. Well, also these guys don't care about that. You know, we just hate how the VAR decision goes against us. You know, so did you manage to see the game at all, Craig? What, some awesome of that movie. game, yeah, yeah, I did see some of it. And, uh, and are, then, are you worried? I mean, if, I mean, I'm looking at it. I haven't seen it, but obviously, what I've read and what have you, if that leads turn up on Thursday night at the KP, we we're going to be in for a game, aren't we? The the leads that that miss penalties and can't seem to put the ball in the net. Yeah, you're right. Um, 
we, we could. <laughs> I, no, I, I, what you've seen from Leeds um, has always worried me and worries me about every team we play against who play at a high tempo and are very physical and press. You know, I, sometimes we can get bullied out of games these days and, and that's what worries me. Not so much Leeds' overall quality, although I think you've got a couple of really good players that I think you've brought in. Um, I can't remember the... the, the, the uh, Aronson and Sigrid, yeah. Aronson, yeah. He, he looks a, a player. He does uh, Sinister or whatever. Yeah. Um, looks good. And you were unlucky that, you know, Rodriguez was on fire. Rodrigo was on fire and then he got the injury. Yeah. Uh, he was he was one of my uh, sort of outside tips in my fantasy football and he was coming on. Maybe the as well. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, if they if they play at the high tempo, then that, that could cause us some problems, to be honest. We've got to be brave enough to try and play through the press and a team without confidence isn't necessarily a brave team. So uh, it could be a difficult night. And a team with a few players missing as well. Terry says here, Craig, when you report after a match, you should call it a bird's eye view of the KP. <laughs> oh. I might do that. Well done. I'll yeah. take that. Just make sure you're not underneath when he's flying over, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned this uh, earlier and, and, Cole's probably extremely happy that he's not. We haven't going to have a Madison in the team. Um, I looked at that and thought, "What the hell are you doing?" But do you think he's been quite clever? Because one, he couldn't really lose because he was on that one yellow card off a suspension. Yeah. If he got the penalty, he got the penalty. If we've won the game. Yeah. He's a hero. Obviously, if we the other option was we don't get the penalty, which obviously we didn't. And he gets the yellow card for diving and he misses. And no disrespect to Leeds, I would sooner not, you know, if he's going to miss a game, I'd sooner have Madison against Man City than Madison against Leeds. Do you think that was at the back of his mind or am I being a, a conspiracy theorist on heat here? Uh, well, I think you might be because I think we've got Wolves before Man City. Oh, no, we have, but you know what? But I was yeah. saying it would go on yeah. and on that yellow card. Yeah. True. I, to be honest, I don't think that was in it. I, I think he was someone who wanted to win the game for his club. And, and I think that's all it was. And he, he made a bad decision, uh, one that we would call out anyone else. So we, we have to call him out for it. You know, we have to be fair. Um, I think it was one of those where he expected that he was going to get some kind of contact. And these days, contact seems to be enough. Um, so I... I don't think he was cute enough to to actually manufacture that. To be honest, you'd like to think that footballers were that intelligent, but I don't think many of them are. <laughs> that, that said, that said, it hasn't worked out too bad for us because, like I say, if he's going to miss a game, are you look? Are you pleased? You know, Carl, you're looking at that. I'm thinking, Foof, no, no, Madison. I am very pleased actually because I, you know. For him, I know he's trying to get back in the England, England score for the World Cup. So for him to miss a game, I think that's his, his battle for us because I think he's one of your key players can make that difference. And you know, especially after the game against not against Forest when you when you score two goals, you know, he's, and I think he's had to come up. He's had to do all the criticism as well too. You know, I like I like how he came out in that interview and the light is being faulty as well. As far as <laughs> I was going to say, hello, <laughs> floodlights yeah. off, abandon the game, we'll come back in 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, no, this is like what happened on Sunday, right? Yeah. Happened, so, yeah, but no, I think Madison will be a huge miss for you guys, usually. I think he would like to go against 
players like Harrison, Harrison, Sinclair, you know, and Rodrigo. That that's his that's his game. He would like to be in that part, but mm. it's a shame that he's going to be missing this game. But I think going against Wolves is going to be a good battle for him, and also mm. against Man City as well. Yeah, I mean, if, oh, we we all want Rogers to to show a bit more passion, uh, Greg. Uh, and just a few stories that I've just seen on the on the things today. But one I talked to just guess, discussed yesterday. Should and I'm going to go off the topic a little bit, but I do want to raise uh, question this: Should managers not be setting a better example to the players? How can they say to the players, you know, you're going in for that, you're arguing with this, you're arguing with that, when you've got the lights of Klopp spitting in the face almost of a of a referee, and then you've got the violence outside the ground, you've got Bricks being thrown at, um, at buses. I mean, believe it or not, coins being thrown at Anfield. You wouldn't have thought they had enough spare coins to throw, but apparently they did. I mean, we, are we are we risking um, safe standing? Oh, well, I think so. I think they you you can't remove passion, and, and as you said, and you started that piece off there, but uh, Chris, by saying we all want to see managers with um, with passion. You know, we'd love Brendan to to get in the face of someone, for goodness sake. Mm. I think the only person uh, Brendan gets in the face of is himself in front of a mirror telling himself how lovely he is. Um, <laughs> because, uh, you know, but there is a line that can't that, that needs to be crossed. To be honest, mm. one, I'm not sure. For me, the fourth official should be somewhere down the tunnel. I don't know why they stand there because they automatically become... A, a focal point for the managers to have a go at. You know, if they're not there, it sort of automatically brings it down. The fact is, there's always someone to moan at. So it just gets worse and worse and worse. But I think had he been having a go at the fourth official, that would have made, no, it were not acceptable, but he's having a go at the, the poor, you know, linesman. He is, but what I'm saying is, that, that's like the, the culmination of a number of things, you know, throughout <laughs> a game. I thought it was a foul, fair enough. I'd be annoyed, but you're right. They need to be able to do something. All I'm saying is take take some of that away. You know, yeah. Managers it- have always been managers have always been vocal. They've always had a bit of a pop at a linesman or shouted at the ref. It's only got worse since they started bringing in a fourth official. Mm. I mean, we we you know, we we've had a we've had a manager with passion in O'Neill, but you know, I don't ever remember him getting up to those tricks. Uh, Jesse March, Carl, is he a passionate manager on the touchline? I mean, I know your previous one was known for his bucket, but and, and what has happened to that bucket? That's what that is the big question. Everybody, wants I don't to know as well. Do you know what? I know I feel like Bailson took that bucket with him back to Argentina, to quite a few years, so I don't know if it's also in, in the Legion. That it has made in Buenos Aires on the bottom, I mean, it has to be. I'm sure we've had a couple of games where that bucket's been playing centre half for us. Hey. <laughs> I'll give you that one. I'll give you that. One. But Jesse March, is he a passionate manager? Very passionate. I've seen him passionate, especially when it comes to goals. And also, I think it, when it was against Villa, he was very angry, a bit annoyed with with the, with the officials. We've seen Aston Villa time wasted so much in the majority of the game, so he is very passionate. So we have seen that in him. A lot more now. Maybe we didn't see it at the start when he came in, but we've now seen it a lot more. And 
yeah, he does go sometimes cross the line, but at least he, he reigns himself back in, you know, quite a bit because he knows that he doesn't want to get in trouble later on. So, you know, especially he got, he got a game ban as well too, unfortunately as well. So, unfortunately, I think when he, he criticised the officials at Bradford, that resulted in him getting a game ban against Villa, Aston Villa, to quite honest with you. So, so yeah. but he was sitting in the stands and, you know, did his best to... Comp- Communicate, but you know, I do remember when Nigel Pearson got sent to the stands, Craig, we actually went on a winning run. Well, we did, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it sort of calmed it. everyone down a little bit. They were like, Jesus, thank God for that. Yeah, I mean, does Jesse March come out with stupid excuses? And the, the one after that, Terry saying there, send a message to the visiting, I think he means Leeds fans yeah. there. Uh, but he's written Newcastle fans, please bring plenty of sun cream and sunglasses with you, shorts and obligatory. Blaming the heat in an October game. I mean, what what is an outside fan, Carl? I mean, obviously you don't follow Leicester and I get that and you're not watching us all the time. But what do you look at Leicester now and think? Because not so long ago, and if you read my piece on, and it very, very neatly leads me into my BBC website Leicester's page please read the Tuesday talking point and I'm saying we've gone from the club that everybody wanted to be to the club that everybody's now laughing at and when you've got a manager coming out and blaming the heat in October do you look at us as a joke or do you just think you know not bothered I, to be quite honest with you I we looked at I said I'm, I'll admit this I think some of these I looked at you guys as that tip, that, that club that it was modeling so how you were doing things on and off the pitch, very mm. much with the on the pitch with the transfer of buying players for quality and you sell them on well when they've when they've been in a certain number of appearances, like you do for Fana and Maguire. And now I'm just seeing you now thinking we don't we don't even care anymore. We thought we tried to follow more of the Red Bull model than the Leicester <laughs> model because that was what we were looking at. But mm. I think those two years of fifth finishing out of the top four missing out for you guys it's just like yeah you, your model doesn't work and you don't you don't get that finish that finish written that finished sentence you know or, or even a sent or even a, on a letter or something I'm just like right I have not really cared and this is why I think with Rogers and this is why people are up in, in Edinburgh and in Glasgow and in our Scotland said that Rogers see the way Rogers walked out Celtic all of us was like saying He's 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 killed he's killed his legacy at Celtic, which is true. Which majority of the Scottish football fans do agree with that one. The way what's yeah. happened at Leicester, and it just sums it up how much the banner that was up on Saturday, y'all are against Crystal Palace, and like says it all. Thinking if if you're not going to sack him manager, when because you got the World Cup, and now you don't want to take a risk. But who's going to be who's going who's available for you? Yeah, there's good yeah. oh, managers available. I, I said earlier, Craig, Potocino has been linked with Villa at this weight. By the time Top's taken his finger out his bottom and made a decision, we'll be looking at you know, the, the, the guy that left Forest Green to go to, to Watford. I think we should go after the Colville manager after their result at the weekend, to be honest. They <laughs> have um, a good result, did they? <laughs> they, they? They've reached the first round proper of the FA Cup. They won away at Knox wow. County. Colville Town, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I oh, mean, you're I, laughing stock. We're not a laughing stock, I think we're just becoming irrelevant. I think that's that's the thing. Where you know, we as, as Carl said, you know, we were a team that were looked up to as this is the model, mm. you know, this is how lesser teams and I wouldn't class Leeds as a lesser team, they're a, they're a massive club, but this is how lesser teams 
can do it. Do some, do your proper scouting, bring in good players, develop them for a year or two, sell them on at a profit, and then do it all again. Uh, and it's like living within your means, but also living within the realities of what you can achieve as a club. And I think we, we you know, we're falling short of the standards that we set, and those standards were beyond where any of us would have thought we would have been anyway. Mm. But yeah, it's just, I, I mean. This is the game for me. Like, you know, I said this before. I said, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I thought it was these games that we'd got with the two back-to-back home games. And I thought he needed to 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 win both. He got a draw in one. You could have said we we probably deserved to beat Palace, but but we didn't. Um, it comes down to this. I think nothing short of uh, a victory. And um, I think that's it. I think it's my my worry is that we've been saying this. We are now, and I I didn't realize until I read it. We are a quarter of the way through the season. Yep. And mm. we are that gap is now four points. We need two wins to get out, or a win and a draw to get out of that bottom three. Um. My, I mean, what I what what I I said today is, yeah, I say we've literally gone from the model of a club to 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 the other end. Now, I, I put at the bottom of my piece, I could say bbc.co.uk forward slash Leicester City, Tuesday talking point, and I wrote, sort this out top before it's too late. Um, that was followed by Rob Tanner. I'm not accusing him of pinching my lines at all, but he said, Leicester are a club in limbo and pressure is growing on Coon top to act. Uh, we are now a club that is saying that we won't take birthday messages off people because they might be poking fun at the club and at Brendan. Uh, we Nobody can bring in bigger than an A4 piece of paper in case they're going to put a banner out in the ground. I mean, that went well, didn't it? But I, I've, I've, I've got to say, Chris, I, you know, these are all social media stories. There were, there were happy birthday messages on the board at halftime. So, again, it's another social media story that has just someone's created and... You know, it becomes fact, and and that's happening far too often these days. Ooh. Nobody asked us, or nobody was checking anybody whether anybody was taking anything in other than they normally do. So, I think I did, you, I did have, read that. In fairness, I did read that there was there wasn't any extra. Yeah, checks. you know, you have to take these things with a pinch of salt. But the fact that this is classic um, social media, though, isn't it? People have an agenda, and they'll create stories to fit the agenda. Um, mm. And that's what's happening, and and it's just snowballing week after week after week. And um, as I say, I think he needs a big performance um, tomorrow, uh, uh, Thursday night. We've got players out, so it gives people an opportunity. He's got an opportunity. He's got an opportunity to look at it and say, right, these things have not worked so far. I'm actually going to try something different. If he tries something different and it doesn't come off, yeah, I know, Chris. I know, (laughs) I know. Um, But we all know he won't. You know, it's, you know, I think somebody said it in the show last week. um, And it is that classic thing of the the, um, madness is basically doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Like, every time I watch Titanic, I'm thinking, oh, it might not sink. Um, <laughs> now, never, never let it be said, never let it be said that women sort of ever sit on the fence or indecisive. But good evening, Joan. Welcome along. How are you? Hello, Chris. <coughs> I'm kind of confident. I am kind of not. <laughs> we'll go for two to draw. Nothing special. You know your colours for the mass there, Joan. Welcome along. How are you? Joan, is, is that really Joan or was that was that Brendan? 
just just well, trolling us. Do you? You never <laughs> know. You know, it could be Brendan. It could it be could Brendan. Be. Andrew, red card for manager should have the same punishment as the player. I think it probably, you know, it will get banned. I think, I think it does. Yeah, yeah. He, he got charged the today. He got charged today, so it means he's gonna be. He will probably be banned by. Yeah. Yeah, quite right as well. Quite right, uh, <coughs> guys. It's so freaking hot. It's one degree, I, and it's at night as well. You know those hot, balmy nights in Leicester. Well, especially with those, yeah, with those, those lights on as well. I know. I mean, they those should bring the England team here, get acclimatized for Qatar. Yeah. You know, yeah. we haven't had the snow excuse yet, but you know it will be the wrong sort of snow. That's what it will be. Um, haven't had the rain one either. <laughs> I did actually ask. I'm my, my own worst enemy here. I did ask for everybody to come up with excuses for Brendan so I can put a book together. <laughs> I think you should, the... uh, if you're doing a watch along, Chris, I think you should have um, excuse Sunglasses. bingo. <laughs> excuse bingo. Yeah, that's an I like it. I like yeah. it. Might just do that. I mean, Carl. Any worries for Leeds ahead of this game injury t uh, at all? Or are you pretty confident with the team that's going to go out? Uh, we'll still try to get one of our young players back. I think Archie Gray is still out, so he's not going to be... I think he's still out with an ankle injury. I think Leonardo Herde, he's coming back from his appendix, so he might be, he will be in the match day squad. Um, but I don't think it's going to be much injury problems at the moment. I think we got. I think it's worth it. It's on a change... Same squad again, anyway. I think Verpool is still going to be on the bench, regardless. He's not fully fit, but um, not much injuries at the moment, anyway. So, from our, from our ends, yeah. And what players do you think are going to cause us the most problems? I think it will be Brent. I think it will be Brendan Harrison for a fact, and also I was Brendan Rodgers. I will say two players, Brendan Harrison and Lucas Cintiera. I think Cintiera came to the club, he's been that different. He can actually, he's a bit more better than Rafinha. Rafinha's been bad at Barcelona from what I've been hearing, actually. And a lot of Barcelona fans will <laughs> boo him after the El Clasico. So, you know, we got the, the waste of our money. I, the, the guy, we got the money from them. So, you know, mm. but, but I have to say those are the two key players. I think when they do rotate each side, if they play on the left and the right, it can cause a bit of problems for the each team, for each opposition, because they can they can play in any of the attacking midfield. So I would have, I think those, I think CCA with his left foot on playing on the right hand side, he's his favourite position. Once he once he cut across on cut across on the left back, he can actually whip the ball quite well. And so is Harrison as well when he's playing in the middle or on the left as well too. He can actually really really good good on one on ones actually as well with his and also his pressing as well off the ball is been is vital for us. I mean, I'm just looking here. A, a win for us. You haven't won in five, uh, Carl, but a win for us <laughs> would be nice, would be impossible, but would be nice. But for example, that would give us eight points. You're on nine. That dragged you right into it. Yeah, but like my dad said, it's early days. I know a lot of Leeds fans have been questioning that we are going to be in a relegation fight. And that is true. We are going to be. If we finish around 17th and above, that's an incredible achievement again if we have to in, in, yeah. in a sort of way. But yeah, we do, we, like I said, we do need to look at, look at the back of how the other teams are playing, especially with Wolves winning this past weekend, you know, as well. And also, like I said, if you win against us, that's huge pressure for us and the rest of the bottom of the table because we know Forrest has been Forrest with their play, how many players they've got, about 100. 
50 players or whatever. And then Fulham started well, then they lost a bit. Southampton, we don't even know, we don't know what Southampton comes to, comes in every yeah. single day. So to quite honestly, it'll be, and Villa as well, as a Villa, I think we like said Gerard's under pressure. And I think yeah. he like said, I think he I think he will be gone by the end of end of October. I think he'll be gone, he'll be gone because it the reason why Gerard is not done well. I think one thing he really did what Rangers was his full backs was the key why he had that unbeaten season. And since since he left, he's not had the same type of players that can he's had better players than he had at Rangers, but can't perform that like he wants them to do. So in a way, at the moment, I just feel like yeah. There's not much pressure on us because other teams on the pressure with managers might be going soon, you know. So yeah. it's just for us, we just keep out, we keep it to ourselves and can focus on on ourselves and each game at a time. I mean, talking about um, different about oh, can't get me words out about Villa. I mean, if he makes a decision top soon, uh, you know, Potocino could be going to Villa. Thomas Franks apparently is in talks to extend his contract at Brentford. We're going to end up with his trust in charge, aren't we, Craig? <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe Quasi is looking for a job. I know, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, though, at least at least Liz Trust isn't afraid to make changes. And I'm just yes. looking here, and that led me very, very. It's a loose connection, but connection here to Brendan saying he hasn't thought much about changing the system. Now. Am I going mad here? Or are you looking at a team that's won one in 10 games and he's looking at that saying the system's worked well for us? Yeah. Um, it's Brendan, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I remember when he joined us. and Getting Liz. <laughs> um, and I think, you know, I think he was he had the, the moniker of um, deluded Brendan before he came to us. And I think, Indeed. yeah, he's got he's got this life cycle. I think you know he's got a life cycle where he can come in, he can put his ideas across. Everybody's really impressed with him, uh, and then it just becomes dull and boring. And um, and I think, as, as we said on this program before, teams after three three seasons need freshening up. It's either the manager or it's the players. We've not been able to freshen up the players, so sadly. They need a new voice to listen to, um, mm. otherwise it become everything becomes stale. Ferguson reinvented his team three or four times. Yeah. Wenger did the same at Arsenal. You know, you, you're never too big a club to have a shake of. Arsenal have done it and are going through again, and now they're coming out the other side of it. Every team has to go through it. The bigger teams can do it and bring in bigger players, so so it affects them less. Um, I just think that we are. I liken us very much to uh, uh, to England. You, you know me, Chris. Any opportunity to have a dig at Southgate? No, um, never miss it. Never miss never it. Miss mate. it. Um, <laughs> uh, people have just become um, stale. They've they've got their shirts. They're not being forced to fight for a shirt. Exactly the same in England. Close shop. You know, I can go through the motions. I'm still going to be in the squad. The the Leicester team is is being the same at the moment. Nobody's being put under pressure for their shirt, uh, and that is only going to lead to a drop off in uh, in performance. And it only needs at this level, we've said it before, only needs sort of a five ten percent drop off in performance, and you're going to be losing games. Cags apparently has 
somehow mystically <laughs> got another injury. Um, according to Brendan Caggs, has got an issue with his knee. He's had it since he came back from international duty. Uh, he has had a scan. We think he'll miss the game. No surprise yeah. there. But taking on board what you've just said, um, and Marty must be sat there thinking, don't need to do anything. If one of the two get injured, I'm a shoo-in. I'm not, uh, yeah, I don't, I really didn't like all the stick that Amati was getting as if it was his fault uh, that we didn't win that game. Amati gave the ball away two or three times, definitely. But he also played the best ball of the game. The one that he played through to Pratt near the end was like a defence splitting pass that Tielemans and Madders hadn't uh, done. And overall, he did okay. As I said to you, he when he's asked to do things that he, he's not comfortable doing, he, he looks flustered. But I think for him to be singled out, he's like an easy target. And I really don't don't like it, to be honest. He's never tried less than 100% when he comes on. He will put everything in. He doesn't coast for a game. He's not as talented as the others, but you can't hold that against him. I mean, for me, as you know, last season, he was my most improved player. Yeah. And I think the funny thing is, I think that was one of his better games against yeah. Palace. I mean, we didn't concede. All right, you could argue it was Palace. But he was on the right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the same. Time in the year, he was on the left. You know, yeah, he's, but... uh, he's, uh, you know he's, he's an adaptable young lad, isn't he? Um, well, but he struggles on the left, though, doesn't he? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he does. I mean, that's yeah. his natural position. He's played right back as well. You know, mm. so he's more natural on that right side. I think he was a little bit nervous early on, and that's why he gave the ball away. However, I would also say those in front of him, in front of him are culpable. Because it's like um, it's like Squid Game. It's like when Amati gets the ball, everybody stands still. Otherwise, you're going to get shot. Because um, that's what you should try like. that at training. That might put the yeah, fear of God in No movement. There's no movement. You know, yeah. you watch somebody like Bernardo Silva. He'll move into a space. If he doesn't get it, he'll move into another space. If he doesn't get it, he'll move into another space. Ours are like, do I really have to move? You know, and that's it. So. It's no wonder that some of our defenders get caught in possession because when they look forward, their option is try a really risky pass or hoof it down the field or get caught in possession because they're being told yeah. to keep possession. So yeah. I don't think they are they are fully to blame. You know, obviously at this level they should be better, but I don't think they're helped a lot of the time by the lack of movement in front of them. I know we we are. We're pretty much sure we know what formation Brendan's going to go for, which would be a four-three-three. Um, I think if he only had eight players, he'd still somehow try and fit it into a four-three-three. Carl, I mean, what what is uh, Jesse Marsh's favourite formation, and what do you think he'll go for tomorrow? He'll usually go the uh, usual tomorrow, Thursday. Sorry, he'll go the usual four-three-two-one formation, like he has been, especially with. Uh, Messier always in golfing strike will keep him keep a left back as usual. Cooper has been battled since being back from his injury, because he's had an injury, along with Cock. Robert Cox has had a very good, decent season as well, which is since he's joined the club, so he's getting around games ahead of Lorente. And then Christensen on the right, and then we've got Rocker and Adams in the in a two in a two man defence midfield. And I think I think I think Rodrigo will play up front. I think Bamford will not will, will come off the bench. I think Rodrigo up front, since since Sierra on the right. I think Harrison on Harrison in the middle and Harrison on the left. And I was looking earlier before before you came in. I don't know whether you caught it or not. 
Um, but I was looking at sort of the the goals conceded um, when, where, and, and and how. We just bring this back up again because we we look at this and you know we we can say, can't we? Sixtieth minute onwards, we're going to concede goals because that's normally when Brendan makes his substitutions and uh, it all goes wrong. Uh, we don't tend to score many now. You again in that last half an hour have the same problem by the look of it, but yeah. the upside you're scoring, but you're also you're probably the same about the same as us with conceding. Absolutely, I think it's due to it's the tiredness after probably 60 minutes where we're running out after like maximum pace after 60 so minutes or so on. I think we struggle onwards, and that we, we saw that against against us against Palace, for example. We didn't have a shot on target as much in the majority of the second half, and that just sort the issue why from the 60th century minute onwards, it's been an issue, especially we, we've been conceding that mo- most goals in that late in the game, which we need to be better at. I think that needs to be cut down. I think that's why we need to have a better game management for per game to make sure we don't concede more goals in the last. 15 minutes of the game because that is the critical point is trying to keep trying to keep either a clean sheet or keep a one goal in between one goal scoreline between so yeah it's a huge one with that one I think the one thing we've had issue is especially I think the way of our fullbacks can get can get open a little bit more I think that's what kills us at the moment especially so I think because it's been goals not in open air it's been more like low crosses we've struggled with that a little bit, which we need to be better at. And that's where those goals in the last 15 minutes is the one where we've been struggling balls on the ground in the last, you know, because we are getting tied out and we, can't, we don't have many fresh substitutes. Well, we do have a decent bench, but not yeah. able to play in certain things. I think the problem is he has someone like Stuart, Stuart Dice back in the squad. He would make that difference of trying to, you know, play any of those positions if they need to keep it for the last 15 minutes of the game. Are you surprised, Craig? That, that, you know we we concede so many after the favourite time for substitutions for Leicester. Yeah, I mean it's pretty shocking that we haven't scored after seventy-five minutes all season. That that's pretty poor. It used to be Foxy's never quit, and now it's mm. Foxy's quit at seventy-five minutes. I think um, it's a worrying stat that we're not scoring and we're conceding. And uh, but you know why change a losing team? That's what uh, Brendan's, <laughs> Brendan's, Brendan's uh, philosophy seems to be. <laughs> I had to think about that then. Yeah. Uh, talking about a losing team, we're going to be looking at um, a few score predictions straight after this. Happy Halloween. Do try not to die. We've had a few nightmare performances this season, haven't we, Craig? <laughs> we have indeed, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> right, these are the score predictions. Now, Brad, I'm going to be honest with you here, Carl. I, think I Brad know, was... Brad, right? I know. You don't need to explain it to me. I know. <laughs> he's gone for 5 nil to Leicester oh god love him I mean we'd all love that obviously but I don't think it's going to happen um, I've gone for 2-1 uh, has indeed as my, my esteemed colleague in the middle there uh, it's a bit like university challenge this isn't it if I poke <laughs> does it has my finger come through uh, Craig's gone for 2-1 as well 
Uh, Steve Leinitz has gone one all, as indeed has Ian Marshall. Tags has gone two nil. Steve Walsh has gone two one, the same as Craig and myself. And Ian Wilson has gone three one. Can I just say, do not worry about that because the most points anybody has got, and you to say that you get three points for a correct answer. The leader on the board has got five points at the moment. <laughs> Craig, Craig and Melling have got one each, so we're not good. That those are ours. You obviously um, can you see a win for Leeds, or would you be would you be happy with taking the point away at this point if we gave it to you? It's a good question, actually. I've been thinking about it carefully. I think I think if we didn't perform on the Arsenal game, I wouldn't worry about just taking the draw to Crown this year. But I think that performance that proved us we were still in the game, and we've now seen the Leeds. The last couple of weeks from a couple of weeks ago, I kind of slowly, slowly coming back, you know, just to get the right the right on the right scoreline. I think we can get a win out of this one. I think we can do it to put more pressure pressure on Rogers because, like I said, wherever we go, we the fans need to be very vocal. And if we don't, if we're vocal for this goal, I think we can start playing well in the first 10-15 minutes, which is very important. But we do yeah. need to like a better game management so we can make sure we can close out the games. That is vital. So for me, I'm yeah, I'm gonna say Leeds win with this one. I'm gonna say two goals to war because yeah. I'm just I just I don't I care what Anything less of you, sir. I know. <laughs> no. Can I just say, though, of course, the news today is that Leicester have got some new sponsors now. Apparently, we're going to be sponsored by John West because we get battered everywhere we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, what can I say? You know, I have look, every if we don't laugh, we'll cry, won't we? If we don't laugh, we'll cry. Um, Carl, I'm going to let you go. Thank you so much for coming on, uh, having a laugh and a joke, um, taking it in good stead. I'd wish you all the best, but I, I really, no, I never mean it normally, but even at the moment, I mean it less now. Than I know. Before. But uh, after after Thursday, I wish you all the best for the rest of the season. I do, I do like Leeds. What I think about like about Leeds is the fans is they've not come up like Forest have with it. When you came up, you didn't come up with a like we're back where we belong. Yeah, this is no, where good. we should be. You know, yeah. Which I think a lot of people were expecting, but you didn't. So big up to you for that. But again, as I said before, your link is in the description below. But uh, just give a shout out as to where people can find you. Yeah, thanks very much, Chris. Thank you as well. Um, yeah, you could find me personally at Cal Levy ninety two on Twitter. That's my personal Twitter. But you can find the Totally Levy and Hot Football Podcast on the LH. Football pod on, on Twitter as well. Uh, also on our channel, on our YouTube channel as well. We will get I'm trying to get up to 50 subscribers. So please click, keep, keep, please click, keep subscribe. And we're also on Facebook as well, too. And if you are on the go as well, you can listen on Spotify, Apple, Google, and other podcast services, streaming services as well. Brilliant, sir. Thank you very much, as always. And I'm sure we'll get you on doing another quiz before the end of the season. Absolutely. <laughs> Keep all the questions for the end, as always. Mate, wow. thank you very much. Take care. Okay. And uh, I've no doubt we'll probably speak over the weekend, depending who's winning. Yeah. <laughs> aye, aye. All okay, the best, guys. mate. Take Cheers, care. Cheers. Yeah. Bye-bye. Uh, apparently, Terry's just had an email off Rogers. He's asked for his prediction to be added of Leeds 3 less than nil. Um, <laughs> and Leeds have a great second half. I presume it's mean against Arsenal. If they play with the same intensity, they will win by the odd goal. Um, but you, you, you touched on it earlier. This is make or break, do you feel, for, for Brendan? Is this so. the one? 
I think so. I mean, you've looked at this and you thought, uh, you know, you, you came into a run of maybe a sort of four winnable games, Forest, mm. Bournemouth, Palace and Leeds. And if he doesn't win this, if he gets a draw even, we've come out of, what, five points from 12, potential 12 against those teams. Again, no disrespect to them, but you've got to be at least seeing signs. And there were some good signs, you know, if, if Barnes had a had a decent touch, then, you know, we, we would have got a couple of goals, you know. Yeah. But it's just the the overall malaise is setting in, really, I think. And um, I don't think... I don't, I don't think that Top will give him many more chances. You know, you keep going to the next game and the next game and the next game. And, and at some point, uh, I, I don't think he wants to sack him. I, I really believe that. I think mm. he believes in Brendan. And I think we would all like to believe in Brendan, you know, in the long term. And, you know, if he gets through this patch, you know, it'd probably do everybody the world of good. He's never been through this kind of patch and come out of it the other side. So, uh, I... I I'm, I'm desperate for us to win anything other than a win, and I think it could be curtains for him. I mean, we never, any of us, want a manager to lose a game to get a manager sacked. I've said that many times. And we do, we, the sensible ones don't. Um, but I just think, like, when Brendan came in, this was, we were we are playing now like we were playing under Puel. Mm. And when Brendan came in, he got us playing exciting again. He got Vardy involved. But he's now gone back to how we were before he came in, and that's what I don't understand. He has taken us backwards. We're predictable, and if you're, uh, if you're, he likes to purport to be a clever coach. Mm. I'm not seeing it. I don't think anybody's seeing it anymore. You know, we're not seeing uh, any tactical genius during a game in terms of changing things around. It's it's very much the same. Even his changes were were pretty much like for like. You know, just bringing on fresh legs but in the same yeah. position there was no change of thought of of you know posing a different kind of question to to the opposition until the game was running out um yeah he's just he's just stubborn i think that's the problem he's stubborn he's stuck in his ways he believes in brendan and brendan's methods and uh and he won't waver from it yeah um it, it does remind me of the peter taylor years this yeah, and I just can we afford to be relegated? That's the question at the end of the day. Well, and I don't think it's money because mm. I think you would find the money to to, to pay him off if need be. Yeah. And he's he's disputing that it's it's that ten million, etc. It probably isn't. Again, yeah. that's probably another social media myth. Yeah. But um, you know. If needed, I'm sure Top would find the money to do yeah, that. Absolutely. You know, yeah. uh, I think no. I mean, the answer to it is we can't afford to. But if we do, we do, and we'll come back again. The fact is, I think what it'll mean is that we it puts us back three years, really. In 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 real terms, the better players will be sold, and you have to start again. Um, yes. But you, the way you you get out of the championship, and, and I mean, we shouldn't even be talking like this at this stage. But the way you get out is by having a, a solid, cohesive unit that all buys into the manager and the manager's methods, and you roll your sleeves up when you get yourself out of the stadium, out of that um, division. Mm. I'm not sure Brendan is the man to bring a team back. That's for sure. 
I'm, I, my worry is that all our so-called options are are being, like you say, Potocino has been linked with. I mean, what of Potocino? I could see him going to Villa over Leicester because it is. Well, I, I think that might happen anyway. I, I, I mean, let's not kid ourselves that Potocino is just sitting by his phone waiting for the call from us. I'm oh no! Sure but I'm if there was a choice, if he had yeah. a call on the same day, yeah. to my mind, and people are going to hate, I'm going to get hate mail for this, but you could argue that Villa are the, are the, are the bigger club. Of course they are. You know, yeah, you know, no argument for me there. Um, but I mean, we, we say we're running out of options as if we know all the options. I think that the reality is all we've got anybody who's been linked with us, apart from Thomas Frank, is someone who isn't in a job. You know, I've not heard barely anyone out of the uh, the ranks of the unemployed who have been linked with it. You know, as anybody has said, how about this manager? How about that manager? You know, there's no standout candidates. But then in the past, I don't think any of us would have gone for Ranieri. No, 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 indeed. Uh, I'm, I'm just a bit worried because, of course, Steve Bruce is available now. Well, <laughs> we can hope. <laughs> right. You know we do it every every week. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a little bit interesting this week for me um, because um, we, we have got a few changes uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see whether you've got the formation I want to play, Chris, first. Well, you know I probably won't have. No. <laughs> on this. So, I so thought let... I'd gone for it. I thought I'd gone for it, but obviously not. Um, um, for, I want, what I'd like is a 4-1-3-2, Chris. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll leave that one with you. I'll finish you... my drink while you're sorting <laughs> you that No, I haven't got a 4-1-3-2. Um, I, I think we're not going to... Oh, God. What? Uh, you know I haven't got that. I've got a, I've got I've got a four one. How about that? No, that's two up front, isn't it? Oh no, yeah, that's no, that's fine. Yeah, let, let's go with that. Oh yeah, I'll go. Ah, okay. Yeah, let's just yeah, those three are going to be all playing in front of a, a central defensive mid. So let's yeah, let's yes. do that then. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, are you sticking with Ward in goal? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've put Everson in the last couple of, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna be fair to Ward. He's not really done anything wrong, and to be honest, he had one shot to save, um, and he made a decent save against Palace. So yeah, why not? Yeah, I mean, when he was called upon, he, yeah. you know, he was away, and that's all you can ask for. I mean, um, we, you know, as, as I say, I mean, a lot of people were, were giving um, a Marty stick, but you know, all of all of um, Palace's threat is up front. And they didn't really do much, you know. Well, well they took off Sahar. They took exactly. off Edward. Sahar got got um, got subbed. Ayu mm. was switched. Eze didn't really do anything. He had one effort. So I thought we kept them pretty quiet, to be fair. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, so nice. I think it'll be same again. So Justin um, on the left, and then now um, I was getting the wrong way around. Phase. Again, I mean, again, yep. please, and I, I don't know if you subscribe to Athletic, but if you, if anybody out there doesn't, <laughs> I just can't believe that Rob Tanner just seems to hit the nail on the head, and he has written a great piece about Valtface. And please, as I say, start, you get even if you only do it for six months and get your pound, you know, first six months for a pound a month, that is worth the read. Um, right, Amarte. And then Castagna. Yep. 
I don't think Ricardo is anywhere near fit, is he? No, not no. at all. No. Now then, um, indeed, I don't, I don't know whether indeed is fit enough to come back. Do you go with Mendy, who did, who looked good when he came on, or Sumare, who, for, to be honest with you, for me, hasn't put the foot wrong? Uh, no, but I'm going to go for Mendy, Mendy. Um, because I, I want these. I want the five in front of him to be forward thinking. I think Mendy, Mendy senses danger a little bit more, and I think he keeps the ball well. He's not as progressive mm. um, as maybe Samari is, but I think if you're looking for the back five, and particularly that back three with him in it, so the fullbacks can push forward and, and apply the width, yeah. I think you need someone who's a little bit more disciplined yes. uh, to sit in there. As you know, I mean, I, I always I've loved Mendy. I mean, it's hard to believe that at one point he was our most expensive ever signing. I know. Yeah. And then <laughs> well, we left him out of a squad. You know, yeah, exactly. No, I, well, that's, that's Brenda for you, isn't it? But yeah. I think he, I, I do I do like Mendy as a player. Um, right. Centre midfield on the left. Is this Mr. Uh, KDH? KDH. Now then, on the right, who are we going to go for? Pratt. Pratt. Well done. Well said, that man. No, I was calling you a Pratt. I'm going for Perez. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If I didn't know you better, but I know you'd never pick Perez. Hey, hey. I quite like Perez. Perez got dropped after his best game for us. So yeah, there, there's Brendan again. Was that Southampton? Yeah. 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 You can't work it out. Uh, Dell boys in. What's the crack, mate? Welcome along. Get the swear jar out. How you do? Top of the table, Dell boy. Top of the table. You got to be happy. You got to be happy. Mm. I don't know. You're an Arsenal fan, so maybe not. Okay. Um, who we're going to have in, in, in that centre midfield I role? Think, I it? think it is Tielemans. I mean, I was, I was quite tempted to put Perez in there as a 10, but let's go with Tielemans. Well, he's, you know, we've tried him there a few times, didn't we? Because everybody has said at the start, oh, he's not a winger, he needs to be in the middle. And he didn't really impress there either. But that I, means I think that... He's, a, he's a clever player, I think. And if you've got more solid base behind, I think he can he can do yeah. something, especially if he's got two in front of him rather than one. But, uh, yes. but for now, we'll go with Tielemans. Tielemans. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I've ever known Pratt and Tielemans start the same game, but... no. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, now then, are we going for Mr. Don't Know How to Score a Goal this season, Vardy, or Mr. Dakar? I've got two more than uh, than the hero. Um, Dakar in Ian Acho for me. Yeah. I, I want to see them. You know, they only started at Brighton, and yes, we lost, but they looked like they had were developing a bit of an understanding, and I think we need it. I, I, we just lack goal threat. And, and, you know, Barnes is becoming Brendan's. So it, it, Brend, Barnes is the rope that Brendan will hang himself with, sadly. Yes. Yeah. And don't just keep talking while I'm learning. I'm trying to find out. I can never yeah. spell Inacho. You know that. He's, uh, you know, Barnes can, Barnes has clearly got talent and he, and he plays well in bursts, but he's just not, it's not enough. It's not enough. You, you don't get 70 minutes out of Barnes. You get a couple of patches. And that, that's great. If he's finishing, fine. But for me, we've got to have more out of him. Um, and We're not at the minute. And I'd like to see him as an impact player, a bit like Vardy, 
coming on later when defenders are a little bit tired, get the ball to him and, and let him attack his fullback. But I think we need we need a partnership up front, and I'd like to see these two given time to do it. I'd like I'd like to find <laughs> he's never available under Ian Actual, even when I spell it correctly, yeah. he just doesn't exist. <laughs> Thank you, Scott. I was on another screen. I didn't see you spell it there. But no, I put in I got you've got to put Kelechi Ian Actual in for some reason. All like right. there's so many players out there called Ian Actual, I'm mm. sure, isn't there? So yeah. to me, to me, that is a very good team. I like the look of that. I think that can do a job that's quite Creative, you've got some runners in the middle of the park there. You've got fullbacks that can get forward. Mm. Mendy can drop in and make a three. It's adaptable for me, I think, and we can dominate the game in the middle of the pitch. And, and I still say that Kelechi is that bond between or that missing link between the midfield and the and whoever's up front. I mean, Kelechi, yeah. I, I mean, even when he came on the other day, first thing he looks to do cut inside and get a shot off. Now, now yes. he didn't, you know, he didn't really trouble the keeper, but then nobody did. Um, mm. But he's positive. His first thought is, can I go forward? That that, that seems to be yeah. his thing. He doesn't, he's not a player who looks backwards when he gets it. You know, yeah. he looks forward and, and that's what we need. And and I like his attitude. And I think they those two can form a partnership if they're given some time. I think they can. Um <laughs> will they will they ever be allowed to form a partnership? Who knows? Maybe under a different manager. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Oh, thank you for that, Craig. Let me ask you a question. Do you know what it's like for Chelsea to be in financial trouble and be relegated? Uh no. No, well, back in 1974-75, they were. And if anybody wants to tune in to what it says below there, which is Leicester Till I Die Radio, tomorrow night we will be looking at, I think it's going to be about 7 o'clock, we're going to be looking at the 1974-75 season in words and music. And Chelsea didn't have a very good one. What a shame. <laughs> Greg, mate, thank you very much. Enjoy the game when you go on uh, Friday, uh, Thursday. Sorry, if we don't win, I'm going to start blaming you, and you've been our unlucky mascot. Fair enough, I am, I, I am the Leicester till I die um, regular there, so I, I have to take it all on my shoulders. You do, you do. All I will say is, please, everybody, if you've got your lucky underwear. Get it out. Even if it's in the wash, just get it out and put it on. We need everything we can get. Craig, as always, you're a gentleman, sir. Thank you very much for coming you're on. Welcome. And we'll speak soon. Right. Take Cheers, care. Chris. Bye, everyone. Cheers. Bye-bye. The wise old owl there, Craig, thank you so much for coming on. Um, <laughs> he's got to go and watch these things live. Uh, at least I can get up and go uh, and turn over the channel at home. But look, thanks very much. We're going to be back tomorrow, okay, not seven or eight o'clock, and we'll be doing okay, on the radio, mixcloud.com forward slash LTID radio, or you can go to all the W's dot uh, Lester till I die dot com again forward slash radio. Um, yeah, cheers, Craig. All the best, mate. Um, and it's the new radio station. You do have to subscribe to it, but it is free. You don't get loads of emails or anything like that. You literally just have to put your details in. Please do follow us. It's a bit of fun. Um, we can play. I mean, if you have a certain age like me, and I feel really old because the music will be playing alongside the chat is all music from those um, from the, the 12 months of the season. 
Um, we're going to say hello to uh, Daniel. Hi, guys. Like your channel and always interested in what you guys talk about. Great work. Um, thank you very much. Saints fan in Toronto, Canada. How is Canada, sir? Is it uh, is it cold? We might have to bring Leicester over there because we can't play in the heat, so we might be able to play over there. Um, Saints, what? Whew. Yeah, you, 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 you're on the um, downward spiral as well a little bit, aren't you? Um, four lost in the last five, but then again, I'd still swap places with you at the moment. Uh, <laughs> I'd swap places with Wolves at the moment. Oh, tell you what. It, it, it's scary. If you don't laugh, you cry. Thanks very much. I'm going to be back at nine o'clock. It's the prediction show. Don't forget, be there, be square. Because uh, see if Brad actually turns up on time for this one. <laughs> you know what he's been like recently. And hopefully Steve Lionix TV is free as well. Nine o'clock on this channel. If you've been listening on the podcast, thank you for lending me your ears. Have them back now. Social media, we're all over the place. It all comes up at the end. And I say, please, Please, if you haven't yet, subscribe to the channel. Great. If you have subscribed, smash the likes. Just gets us appearing on everybody else's page as well. And also the radio station, mixcloud.com forward slash LTID radio. We'll take you straight through. You just register with your email and then you'll get notified every time we go live. It's a little bit different. You can still join in like you can on here. Uh, there's a chat. Um, there's a chat thing so you can... Have words, chat to me, say what you think about the shop, about the shop, about the show, etc. So it's very, very much interactive, just as this is. But it's just radio, and it just means that I can play music, which I can't on here because of the license. But that does give me a license to play the music, even if it is 1974, 75 music. Who remembers the bump? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we all remember the bump. I've still got a bad back because of that. See you at nine, guys. Good night. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. watching these videos are tremendous you better like them too or i'll be back lester till i die tv they think it's all over it is now sports social podcast network it's the 90th minute all your mates around you've got your mcnugget share boxes ready to go your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfect Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Uh, participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.